Hey, Wine Answers, it's Marie here. Before we get started with this week's episode, I wanted to remind you about our upcoming virtual workshop on Thursday, October 22nd called Building Wealth in Your 401k. If you listen to episode two, or if you've been following us for any period of time, then you know that contributing to our 401ks is one of the biggest reasons that Stephanie and I have both been able to build multiple six-figure portfolios within just a few years. In this workshop, we're gonna teach you how to navigate your provider's website, how to confidently make investment selections, how to determine how much you can afford to contribute, strategies for maximizing your 401k growth, and much more. And because we want you to build as much wealth as you can, we are committed to offering our workshop at an affordable price, $37. So go to winancefi.com slash workshops to register today. That's W-I-N-E-N-A-N-C-E-F-I.com slash workshops with an S. We can't wait to see you there. Welcome to The Winance Show, a place to help you stop spending, grow wealth, and live more intentionally. We're your hosts, Marie and Stephanie, two sisters on the path to financial independence and personal finance educators. We've both grown multiple six-figure portfolios within just a few years by making simple yet effective changes with our financial habits. But not before overcoming a financially insecure childhood, digging our way out of debt, and unlearning the limiting beliefs around money that we were taught growing up. We show you how to achieve financial independence through our blog, workshops, podcasts, and our weekly YouTube live stream show. Welcome to Winance. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Winance Wednesday. Welcome. Welcome. So excited to have you here again. Um, I just cannot get over it. I love our theme music so much. <laughs> I know. Our friend asked if it was the Sex in the City theme song. And I was like, it's I know. Not, kind of in the same vein of it. So I, I mean, I take that as a huge compliment. You know, we all three of us were huge oh, yeah. Sex in the City fans. So if somebody, I mean, yeah, I, I love it. It makes me so happy. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, uh, while we're getting everyone's getting started, I thought we would just kind of reintroduce ourselves. Um, if you are new to Winance, my name is Marie, and I'm joined here with my sister Stephanie. Hey everyone, we <laughs> we are the sisters of financial independence. We are two sisters on the path to financial independence. We're also personal finance educators, and um, we do this live stream show every single week. Oh, there's my cat. <laughs> Look, the this is live, folks. This is it's live. live. <laughs> She's probably going to stay up here the whole time or pretty close to it. This is basically how we work all day. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if you're new to Winance Wednesday or you're new to Winance, this is our weekly financial independence live stream show. We do it every Wednesday, 8 p.m. on Facebook and YouTube. So thank you so much for joining us. And um, if you are free to interact with us as much as you want, we love being able to do live streams because we love interacting with our audience. Yes, definitely. That's like our favorite part of the the new platform is being able to answer Q&A and interact with you guys. That's right. That's right. Well, while everybody is getting in, why don't we talk about what we're drinking tonight, Steph? 
Ooh, good question. What are you drinking? <laughs> what are you drinking, Marie? Well, I am drinking, uh, it's called Invanta. Hold on, Invanta. there we go. Invanta, it's a Malbec. Malbec, mm. Malbec. And it's from Aldi, you know, very FI friendly. Um, and it's really good. I have to say, like, if you're into um, Pinot Noirs, mm -hmm. you would probably like this Malbec because it's not like a very heavy Malbec. It's it's kind of a lighter one. So I'm enjoying okay. it. Well, you know, yeah. if you watched last week's episode, I am a fan of the Pinot Noir. <laughs> You can't say Pierre Noir except like saying it like Titus Andromedon. From, can we have can we Titus? <laughs> I know. Can we have Titus as a guest? Titus, would you like to oh come God, on Wine Ants Wednesday and hang right. out with us? You would make our dreams come true. Oh, definitely. <laughs> all right. What about you all out there? Is anybody out there drinking anything tonight? I know. What's everyone else having tonight? I will, yeah. in the meantime, I will tell you what I am having. So I'm having myself a lovely mule. Ooh, very nice. Sorry, uh, our, our, you know, proper copper glass. Yeah. And as part of our lovely Wine Ants Wednesday, we have decided to offer you guys quick recipes for fun drinks that you can make very easily and very quickly. So mm. today's will be the mule. And so what we did today, lovely, is a Moscow mule. And it is literally one of the easiest drinks that anybody can make. So it is uh, one shot of either gin or vodka. Personally, I like gin. I'm not really a vodka drinker, but whichever mm -hmm. clear beverage of your choice you have, one shot or two ounces of that, half a shot of lime juice or one ounce, uh, six ounces of ginger beer and ice. And literally you put the ice in the cup, you pour the gin or the vodka over and the lime juice over the ice. You top it off with ginger beer and that is it. It is literally that simple. You stir it up a little bit and it is quite delicious. So that is my uh, beverage of the evening. And I love that is it. how simple it is to make one of these. Lovely. It is. You're right. It is simple. You got me into them. I had never really been a, a mule drinker. And and then you started making them and <laughs> then I started making them. And um, and I wasn't even really into ginger beer either. But now I kind of will just drink ginger beer by itself. I know. And that was the thing. Like it kind of. So actually, one of my husband's friends uh, drank them. He started drinking them for a while and he taught us how easy it was to make. So then my husband started drinking them. And then, mm -hmm. uh, I had tried like a couple of his and I was like, Oh yeah, it's pretty good. And something quarantine hit. And that was my like, go -to. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was yes. easy to make it. Like it hit the spot. It was, it was all around good. So, you know, that was, my, good, yeah. like, that was my first beverage to want to share with everyone. Yeah. I love it. So let's see what all everyone right. else has going on. All right, uh, Omni Spoon has a Tempranillo from Aldi. See, another Aldi's wine. Yay. I love a Tempranillo. And then let's see. Ah, oh, Morgan's here. Hey, Morgan. Hey, Morgan. Cooper's <laughs> Hawk Uncaged Spirit. My goodness, that sounds intense. <laughs> well, I know Morgan is a wine drinker. I think she's a red wine drinker. So I'm going to assume this is a red wine. Cooper's Hawk it, on Cape That Fury. sounds like a fierce red wine. I know. I feel like I'm going to have to try that. I, I know. I'm going to try that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, awesome. Well, what have you been up to since the last time we did Wine Ants Wednesday, Steph? Oh, goodness. I feel like just trying to recoup from last Wine Ants Wednesday. <laughs> 
know. I know. Well, the, it's funny when we start these up, the weeks fly by so fast. So it's like you're doing your nine to five like work and then getting everything ready for Wineance. So we're doing, you know, real work and Wineance work and family stuff and, you know, school photos because those aren't happening, you know, in the traditional way this year. So we, we got to have school photos for my son over the weekend, which was fun. And we'll get to have proper first grade photos for him, even if they're not in a yearbook. So yeah. What about you? I heard somebody had a birthday this weekend. <laughs> I did. I had a birthday. I had a lot of things actually going on. So last Wine Ants Wednesday was my husband's birthday. Friday was our anniversary, our four-year wedding anniversary. And then Sunday was my birthday. So we call it our birthiversary week. <laughs> it's a very big week in our household. Um, and we actually went away for the weekend, like a little mini trip. So I Ooh. took a couple photos. So we went to Cherry Springs uh, State Park in Pennsylvania. It's in Northwest Pennsylvania. Um, and this photo is actually at the PA Grand Canyon, the Pennsylvania Grand Canyon, which I didn't even know was a thing until this weekend, um, found out it was actually a thing. And it was amazing. Like the views were spectacular. This That's is so not pretty. like a doctored photo. I, I, you know, I turned up like the brightness. Hashtag no filter. <laughs> hashtag no filter. Um, I turned up the brightness, you know, a little bit, but like this, I mean, you just, when the colors are like that, you really don't have to do much to it. Um, and it was uh, a really great time. Um, we had so much fun. We went up there to do stargazing and unfortunately it was a little too cloudy. So we didn't really get to see many stars, although I could see um, Mars, I could see uh, Saturn and Jupiter. And then the moon looked like a headlight. Like it was so bright, you almost had to turn away from it. It was insane. So um, it was a little too cloudy to see, you know, too many, too, not to see too many of the constellations, but we were still able to see, you know, some good stargazing. So oh, it's a great weekend. Yeah, it was a very good weekend. Awesome pictures out of it. That is beautiful. I know. I know. These photos, like everyone kept saying, they, they look fake. <laughs> I was like, they do look fake. <laughs> <laughs> but they're real. <laughs> I know. I know. Great. So, in addition to your awesome birthiversary weekend, uh, let's see. So, we had our challenge of the week last week, That's right. which was to sign up for a budgeting app. If you're not already signed up for a budgeting app like Mint or Personal Capital, or you mentioned one last week, which Cube, which is a new one. So, I know yes. that probably not a lot of people have heard of that one before Q U B E. Yeah. That's right. Um, but then also that if you're already signed up for one of those budgeting apps, that you picked a category to cut back in. So was there a category that you got to cut back in last <laughs> week? So I definitely have a win to report. It was sort of unintentional. My category to cut back in was actually groceries, which was easy enough because we went away for the weekend. So <laughs> didn't have to spend a lot. Yeah, exactly. Like, a little bit of a cheer. <laughs> It was a cheater category. I'm not going to lie, but um, I ended up saving a, a good amount of money on my Verizon Fios bill, my home internet bill. So um, just sort of on a whim decided to, um, uh, you know, instant message or live chat rather the uh, Fios agent to see, you know, could I get a deal on my bill because I had signed up for Fios last year you know, you get that 12 month rate and then the discount was set to expire and it was going to be $15 more per month. 
And I was like, you know what, let me see if they've got any retention offers. So I basically live chatted them, asked them if they had any retention offers. So they were able to keep me at my same rate at $39.99 a month. Plus they ended up doubling my speed. So um, I got double the amount of double the speed for the same exact price and my price didn't go up. So definitely my level up challenge win. I was very excited about that. (laughs) And what, what did that take you? 20 minutes, maybe 20 minutes. Actually, you could see from start to finish with the live chat. I mean, really it did, it wouldn't have taken that long. It was just that the, you know, the agent had to go and check my account, but I did it on the app. So I was multitasking while it was happening. You know, he would ask for, you know, whatever verification information. And then I was in the kitchen cleaning up and putting dishes away. It was so easy. And I'm so proud of that win. I know it's only $15 a month that I saved, but I just feel like really excited about it. That's awesome. I know. Yeah. Definitely. Like when you can do those quick wins, those pay, that's the things that pay off. Like those little quick wins, they take 20 minutes to do and yet it pays off in dividends like for months and years to come. So that's awesome. So true. Yep. Yeah. I know. I have a slightly different story with Verizon, but we'll save that for another night. All right. Sorry about that. (laughs) At least somebody got a win with them. Yes, exactly. But I can report. So, you know, on our Instagram account and Facebook page, we were asking people to share their wins with us. And we had several people talk about like cutting back on their grocery bill. Um, One of our Instagram followers, she actually said that she cut one of her subscriptions out um, and that's saving her an extra $25 a month that she can now invest with. Um, So, you know, those little things add up and, you know, Stephanie and I love talking about the the magic of compound interest. And um, so you would be very surprised what 15 or $25 a month can, can do for you when you're investing it and you're putting it towards building wealth instead of spending it on things that you don't really need to be spending it on. Definitely. Exactly. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. If anyone else did the challenge last week, definitely post in the comments. If you have any other questions, you know, go ahead and drop them in and we'll try to hit them up this uh, this session. But that is awesome. Like you said, any little win that you can get. We'll take it. Yes. yes. Take it, definitely. It's also a good segue into our topic this week, I, I think. So we are talking about how to grow uh, your employer-sponsored retirement accounts, which is one of our favorite topics in the whole world, you know, money nerds that we are. We absolutely love our 401ks or 403b or 457b, if that's what you have. Um, I mentioned this last week that basically they're kind of the same account. It's just depending on what kind of sector that you work for. If you work for the government, if you work for a nonprofit, or if you're private sector, then you would have a 401k. But Um, You know, Stephanie and I love, love, love 401ks um, because they are one of the greatest wealth building tools that you have at your disposal. And so we thought we would go ahead and talk about 401ks this week. Um, We're not going to get into like the nitty gritty of like, you know, you you can you have you can max out at $19,500 this year and all of that. There's so many different nuances to 401ks. I mean, we could talk about this for weeks on end. you know, saving your investing rather in your employer sponsored retirement account. But we really wanted to focus on how to grow wealth in it and why it's such a great tool for building wealth. So that's going to be the focus of today's topic. So I actually have a slide up here. I'm going to present. Oh, oops. Here we go. All right. So um, I think, Steph, you're going to kick us off on this, right? 
Yeah, so definitely. Um, so definitely, like Marie said, when you're investing in a 401k, a lot of people think of it as just your, oh, okay, that's a thing that my employer is offering for my future retirement at whatever point in my life that might be 60 something, 70 something, however old you think you might be when you retire. But I think the thing that when you start to learn about financial independence and the concept of retiring early, whether that's something you really want to do or not, you will learn that a 401k is for anyone and everyone, regardless of your age. So even if you think you're not going to retire until 60 or 70 years old, a, a 401k or other retirement account that's sponsored by your employer is for you. There are ways to access that money early and then there's ways to access the at the uh, you know typical age of 59 and a half or or whatever the age might be that you decide to retire and pull from so don't get deterred by thinking that you know i'm young and i don't need to be contributing to this thing because that's decades ahead that's that's the first thing to say so the next thing to say about the uh 401k and to go back to okay. it can you pull up the slide again real quick yep. <laughs> sorry there we go getting <laughs> so excited so the reason that we say that a 401k is important is that the first thing is you're more likely to become a millionaire when you invest in a 401k. So I pulled up a article and actually we had posted this back in August when it was released. And essentially what it said was it was a Fidelity Investments uh, research. And they said that according to an analysis of more than 30 million retirement accounts, in the second quarter of 2020, which remember what happened in the second quarter of 2020? Yeah, we all got quarantined and the market tanked like no other. And then it recovered. So let's all remember that that's what happened. So in the second quarter of 2020, the number of 401k millionaires increased by 49% compared to the first quarter of 2020. And the first quarter of 2020 was the highest that the market had ever been in the history of it hit historical highs in February of 2020. And then in March of 2020, Corona hit the US and everything tanked. And then it eventually started to work its way back up. So within from March to June of this year, the number of 401k millionaires nearly doubled 50%. Like that's an insane amount of people that became millionaires in three months. Uh, that's, what does it come out to be? About 74,000 people became millionaires just from their 401k. Like, wow. can I be one of those people? <laughs> you know, uh, we will goal. be one day. <laughs> exactly, that's my goal. And it's not just 401ks, also IRAs. The number of IRA millionaires increased by about 30% during that same time. They went from uh, 157,000 to 204,000. So, and that's three months, like we said, three months. So that's the thing is don't think that just because you're young or just because it's through your employer that, you know, these retirement plan options aren't really going to do much for you. This is the way to build your wealth. This is the way to make your money. If you're working a nine to five job or even if you own your own business, these are the, the facilitator facilitators of of earning your your wealth. This is how it's grown and this is how it's built. So that's one of the first things that we definitely wanted to mention. You know, I think a lot of people will overlook your employer's sponsored retirement plans and think that, you know, okay, this it's this little thing. I'll just put, you know, 3%, 5% in there and it'll grow slowly. No, if you really, you know, concentrate on it and put your focus on it, that's where you can build your wealth. And that's where also Marie and I have built our wealth in. Yes. You know, we've grown our, our net worth 
you know, tenfold compared to years ago, just with our 401ks and our retirement plans. You know, that was yeah. that was definitely a, a turning point for us. Yeah, absolutely. I always say that, um, you know, the reason why you and I have been able to build multiple six figure portfolios in just a few years is because we started aggressively contributing to our 401ks. We started maxing them out originally just contributing more to them and then eventually maxing them out. For me, this is my third full year of maxing out my 401k. And for those watching who don't know what maxing out mean, it means it means that there is a limit every year on how much you can contribute to your 401k and you are maxing out on that limit so the limit for uh 2020 is nineteen thousand five hundred dollars it usually goes up about five hundred dollars every year every other year sometimes a little bit longer it's I, I believe it's set by congress um you know how frequently it can it can rise and it usually increases by about five hundred dollars so um maxing out your 401k is definitely a huge reason why um so many people have been able to become millionaires and it's it's one of the surest ways to become a millionaire is by contributing to and maxing out your 401k definitely yeah and so, um go ahead no, I was going to say, so the, the next topic is the automatic contributions. And I know this is one that you definitely will preach and say all the great things about. Yes. Yeah. I, I feel so strongly about automatic contributions as being the reason why I was able to max out my 401k. Um, you know, I am not necessarily a natural born saver. I mean, I definitely have always found the value in saving, but like being being forced to save, um, you know, a certain amount every pay period was definitely very appealing to me when I knew I wanted to start building wealth, when I knew I wanted to start saving more money and investing and growing my money. And so having automatic contributions with your 401k is is actually people think of it as like a handcuff. But I think of it as a handcuff in a positive way, in a good way, because it basically helps you um, like like. Uh, basically helps you, you know, avoid your worst tendencies, if you will. Um, so if you're not a natural born saver, and you know that, like, if I put that money in just my bank account, I'm going to switch it back over as soon as I see something I want to buy. When you do automatic contributions, it forces you to save, it forces you to pay yourself first. And that's actually what I really love about it. I feel so strongly about paying yourself first. Mm -hmm. And so what, what I mean by that is like, Literally before that money even hits your account, before your paycheck hits your account, it's already been deducted from your paycheck and it's already going into your 401k. So when you get that money in your bank account, your paycheck in your bank account, there's no, you don't have to worry about, oh, I got to take this money out and put it into my 401k. It's already done. Like it is as foolproof as you can get. And it helps you, especially if you're not a natural born saver, it helps you stay the course and continue contributing to your 401k and hopefully maxing it out if you're able to do so. So I love automatic contributions for that reason. Definitely. I mean, and I can say even for myself, what I remember when I started contributing more to my 401k, um, you know, over the past few years and figuring out whether I could really afford to max it out. Mm -hmm. And when I finally did that calculation and I was like, you know what, if we just kind of buckled down and really focused on spending within a certain level, like we could absolutely max it out. And yeah. that's been the game changer for me. And I haven't felt it because like you said, it's just, it's automatic. It just it gets taken out of my pay paycheck ahead of time. Like yeah. I don't have to worry about it. And it's lowered 
my income tax, which we'll get into. Yes. So, you know, that's the thing is like, there's so many benefits to it and it makes it so effortless for you. So that's one of the things yes. that I've really liked about it is that you don't have to think about, okay, well, how much can I contribute out of this paycheck and this, that? No, it's already pulled out. It's broken out per paycheck, you know, over the course of the year. And it's that simple. You don't really have, even have to think about it. It is that simple. And you actually just reminded me of something. So I, when I transitioned jobs about three years ago, um, that was when I made the decision to go ahead and max out my 401k. Now I was transitioning from a job, well, rather the job I was transitioning into was definitely a pay increase. So that absolutely helped um, with being able to max out my account. But I made that a point of to live on the same amount of money that I was living on pre with my previous job. So I said, we've already, we're already living a comfortable lifestyle. We're already living on this amount of money. So that extra money that I'm getting from this new job is one gonna go towards maxing out my 401k and two is gonna go out, go towards maxing out our IRAs and you know, mine and my husband's IRAs. Um, and then any money left over, we can put that towards other savings, other investments. You know, at the time he, he had a, um, a loan on his truck. So we were able to pay off his car early. Um, and that's, you know, this is like a whole nother topic about, you know, not leveling up your lifestyle when you get pay increases or when you get bonuses. And if you can start to do that as early on in your career as possible, I mean, I did this only three years ago, I'm 38 now, so not super early in my career, but the sooner you can start doing that, um, the better it's obviously going to be for your wealth building. And when you prioritize um, maxing out your 401k, you're going to see the benefits of investing that money that you were getting as compensation in your 401k because your wealth is going to skyrocket. Definitely. And that's a good point that you made about how early in your career of uh, when you started contributing. And that was actually our question of the day today. Um, so I'll pull that up. Oh, yeah. Question of the day. So we asked everyone, when did you start contributing to a 401k or a retirement plan, an employer-sponsored retirement plan, or even a self-employed retirement plan, whichever one you might have? Um, and so that was kind of the, the question. So how old were you when you started contributing to one? Or at what point in your professional career life did you start contributing to one? So the first time I started contributing to a 401k was in 2009. It was my second post-college job. Um, so the first job I had, um, they you had to be with the company for two years before you were eligible for the 401k. And I left a little after a year of being employed there. So I was never eligible for that one. So it was my second job. Um, and then I was there for a year. It might've actually been 2010, um, not 2009, but either way I was, you know, at that point, um, I was 26 going on 27 years old and, um, and that was the first time I was eligible for a 401k and that was the first time I started contributing to it. But I can't tell you what I was invested in. I know that I was, I, whatever the match was, I know I was, there was a match. I was not contributing enough to get my full match. That was mm -hmm. a huge problem, um, which we'll talk about in just a minute. Um, I wasn't, um, I didn't know what I was investing in. Like I, I think I ended up having a Roth instead of a 401k. Like I, I it was a hot mess express. And I wish I had, I wish I had the Marie of today to help the Marie, you know, Marie at oh, 27 please. needed We'd the Marie. Millionaires at, if we had our future selves helping us. <laughs> if I had known in my twenties, what I know now, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm just saying life would be very different. <laughs> what about yeah. you, Steph? 
Yeah. So, I mean, definitely I was, I was younger than you, ironically, which is, is funny in terms of age that I had an opportunity to have a 401k. I guess I was 18, maybe close to 19. Uh, when I had my first option to have a 401k, I was working at a car dealership. Mm -hmm. I was their receptionist and then I got promoted to um, accounts payable or accounts billable, whichever one of them probably didn't even know. <laughs> and, uh, and so I, I started contributing to my 401k then, but it was like maybe 3% and 3% of my sad little, like barely above minimum wage income that I was making then. Cause I was still in college and not really earning much of an income at the time. And I, I like, like you said, I have no idea what I was invested in. Um, and I, 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 I think maybe like the name BlackRock comes to me and I know what BlackRock oh, yeah. is now, but yeah. I feel like maybe it was some kind of BlackRock fund, but I'm also certain that it had some ridiculous fees in it. Like I remember looking at it and not knowing what any of the terms meant, what performance was and what the expense ratio, whatever. And I'm fairly certain I thought expense ratio was performance. So I probably picked the highest fee fund, <laughs> some 8% expense ratio, which essentially is a fee, people. Yeah. <laughs> more <it's>, certain. <laughs> so expense ratio. Like, I have no idea. And then I remember it was probably like, let's see, I got married four years after that point, like about four years later. And um, the company had already closed. So our 401ks had gotten like moved to some other fund. And essentially they sent me a letter and it was like, either you can cash out at this point or, you know, leave it in this or, or roll it over somewhere. And again, being like 22, 23, I was almost 24 when I got married. So never mind. <laughs> young in. I'm so young. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, like I, again, I was like, I still wasn't super into investing. I don't think I was, whatever I had at the time, I think I was working at the pharmacy at that time. So I didn't have a 401k option there as far as I know, or as far as I remember at least. Um, so I, I was like, well, I'll cash it out. It's like $400. I would have rather have had that $400 in my pocket than sitting in some right. random account, but it's like, exactly. You know, I imagine being, having the opportunity to invest in a 401k at whatever percent of, you know, mm -hmm. 15,000 maxing out or whatever it might've been at that time, which granted that would have been a lot of money for me back then, but still, yeah. you know, like having the opportunity to invest that money at that early of an age and then you know decades later being able to be like oh all this money has grown for nearly 20 years like yeah my gosh that's definitely one of those like lost opportunities but you know i try not to dwell on it that's right where i was at you know at the time so what about everyone else you know how old were you when you were able to start investing and everything so it looks like Morgan, it was 2014 and she was 24 years old. So that's good. That's really good, Morgan. I mean, six years ago um, that you started investing and at a young enough age too. So you're definitely going to get the benefit of compound interest in your 20s that, you know, unfortunately, Stephanie and I did not really reap that benefit. So good for you for taking advantage of that. <laughs> I know. I know. That's yeah. the one thing where like, I that's why I always push to everyone, especially young people, like start as soon as possible, whatever yes. percentage you can. I know that like when you're starting and you're not making a lot of money, the idea of maxing it out or putting a large percent of your income towards this, you know, black hole quote of a retirement account just seems ridiculous, but it really is things that will pay off so much in the future. And thinking about your future self is really what this is all about. 
It's so true. I mean, you're right. In my 20s, the concept of maxing out seemed absurd to me. Like that was only for rich people, people who made six figures plus and had, you know, all of this income to do that. And, you know, something that I've learned about since being in the FI community for a couple of years now is that, you know, there are people who are doing it on teacher salaries. They're maxing out their 401k on teacher salaries. They're, you know, on $55,000 a year and $45,000 a year, sometimes less than that. Paula Pant from Afford Anything, you know, she was maxing out and I think she was making like $26,000 a year when she when she got out of college. Um, she and I are about the same age. So probably at that time it was around like $15,000. So she was basically living off of like twelve, thirteen thousand $13,000, something like that, um, which is really incredible. And if you if you know enough about frugality and you know enough about investing, you can make those decisions at an early age and you can really reap the benefits of it. But it is never too late to start investing. You know, we, Stephanie and I always say that the best day to start is yesterday. The second best day to start is today. So if you are new to investing and you're, or maybe you're not investing a lot, like maybe you're just contributing, you know, a, a, a small percentage of your income to your employer sponsored retirement account. Today is the day you can get started with adding a little bit more. And we'll talk a little bit about that in a minute. Definitely. Yeah. So the next point of being able to contribute to your 401k and the benefit of doing it and the why of doing it is getting yes. that employer match. And we both will sit here and say employer match is like, that's the epitome. That is really, if you have no other reason to contribute to a 401k, that alone, if you are working for an employer that is offering you a match, that consider that part of your benefits package. You yes. know, if your employer were to offer you health insurance, as many employers do, you wouldn't sit there and say, well, I have to pay a certain percentage of my health insurance. So no, I'm not going to do that. Even though your employer is going to pay a good, a good amount of it, you know, you still have to pay a small amount or some percentage of it. You wouldn't sit there and say no, because you know, in the end, oh, I'm going to have to see a doctor. I might get sick. Who knows what could happen? You're going to take it because you know it's going to be way more expensive down the line if something catastrophic were to happen. It's the exact same thing with the 401k. If your employer says, hey, if you contribute 3%, 5%, 6%, whatever it might be, I'm going to give you a match up to a certain amount as well. It's the exact same thing. You put a little bit in, they put a little bit in, and future you is sitting pretty. You know? Yes. Yes, you is benefiting from it. So uh, I know you have opinions on the employer match as well and and why that's such a great thing. Yeah. So I actually want to bring up um, a graph up here. So I, I feel so strongly about employer matches and I actually did my own calculations to see, well, how much does my employer match actually account for my portfolio with my current employer? So this is um, basically a pie chart of what my current are. Uh, current 401k with my current employer looks like. So my contributions amount to just under 63%. My employer contributions, I get a 6% match at my job. So I'm very fortunate that I get a high match. Um, but my employer contributions essentially um, equal out to 21.8% of the money that is in my portfolio. And then my market returns are 15.3%. So combined together with the employer contributions and the market returns, that is nearly 40% of my portfolio is free money is money that I didn't have to pull out of my own paycheck that I didn't have to pull out of my own wallet. It's money that came from my employer and it's money that came from the market from being invested. And 
that is really incredible when you think about that, that like you only have to do 63% of the work and you let your employer and the market do the, the other, you know, 30, I'm not good with like 37%. Yeah. I, you know, I always say like, I'm, I'm great with investing. I'm great with like managing money. I'm not super great with math. <laughs> like, I know enough to calculate it on a calculator. So I, know line should be. <laughs> I, know the, I know how to calculate it, but I need a calculator. <laughs> but um, I just, when I started calculating this, I was really astounded that, you know, my employer contributions really amounted to quite a large amount of my portfolio. Um, and so this is the reason why it is so important to get your employer match, to get your full employer match. And if so, whatever your employer is matching, hopefully they are matching something. Um, but whatever they are matching, make sure that you are getting the full amount of that match at a minimum. Truly, that is the least amount that you should be contributing to your 401k. So if your employer matches 3%, then that is the least amount that you should be contributing. You should not be contributing less than 3%. You should mm -hmm. absolutely be getting that full employer match. Um, now, something to know is that some employers do have rules around matching. Um, my employer, for instance, they they match 6%, but it vests over a four-year period. And that's you know kind of a way to incentivize you, incentivize your loyalty to the company in terms of staying there for your employment. But after four years, which I'm only one year away from that, I will be 100% vested in my plan. Um, and that's that's a vesting schedule, if you're not aware. That's um, basically what that stands for. So if you have um, an employer match, find out what that amount is and also find out if you're on a, any kind of vesting schedule um, and make sure that you don't leave money on the table if you're considering leaving your employer because that can end up being a lot of money as you see here, as you see from the pie chart, it can end up being a lot of money that you're leaving behind. So yeah, take advantage of it. Definitely. And that's a good point. So a, a kind of curious thing to mention, like you said, you have a vesting schedule for your employer. For my employer, we don't have a vesting schedule for our um, our match. Our match is, you know, kind of dollar for dollar so long as you work there. But the thing is, you have to be employed there come December 31st of the mm -hmm. match year to get the match. So we don't get mm -hmm. a match with each paycheck. We get a match about um, two months after the new year. So I won't get my 2020 match of all my contributions for 2020 until about February of 2021, which mm -hmm. kind of sucks because we're not earning any, you know, growth yeah. on it during that time. So, you know, if people are familiar with dollar car savaging and putting little bits in over time yes. and, and getting like those different points of the market, we're not getting the benefit of that. But come February of 2021, I'm going to get this huge dump into my 401k, which is nice. I, I would rather have that than nothing. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's kind of what we're saying is that this is literally free money. Like at it's the very money. least, what you can do is, is contribute enough to get that free money. Again, this is a benefit that your company offers you. You know, it's not something that you have to just put money into and get nothing for. And even if you do, even if your company doesn't offer a match, some employers don't. And actually my employer didn't offer a match until about three to four years ago, I think. I mean, oh, wow. not very recently. Yeah, yeah. They, they started doing a match. 
but I still contributed. I didn't max it out at the time just because I was not aware that I that's something I should have been doing. Um, mm. so again, I consider employer matches to be icing on the cake. And yes. everybody wants icing. I mean, even I'm not a huge fan of icing, but I will take your icing. I'll try <laughs> it a little bit. <laughs> I'll see icing like on it. the cake. <laughs> I like it and uh, I will take it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good analogy. And you know what? You just reminded me that you actually have a video on our YouTube channel. Um, it's one of our wine when wisdom videos um, where there was somebody in one of the um, financial independence Facebook groups who was asking if they should still contribute to their 401k, even though they're not getting an employer match. And Stephanie and I feel wholehearted. Yes, absolutely. There is no reason for you not to contribute to yourself. There's no reason for you not to pay yourself. Um, now, if your employer also does a match, like Stephanie was saying, it is icing on the cake and that is fantastic. And that can do, as you saw from my pie chart, it can do a lot for your for your portfolio but if even if you're not getting a match it is still a hundred percent important for you to contribute to your 401k because at the end of the day it is your retirement that you're funding yeah. you know if your employer isn't giving you a match now then they're not going to pay for your retirement when you get to 65 so exactly. you better start saving now <laughs> exactly yeah definitely yeah so, all right and yeah, the last point that we wanted to mention about 401ks and the why, and this is one that has like benefited me in so many ways that I didn't even think about when I started maxing out my 401k were the tax advantage. So with 401ks, again, we're not going to get into the nitty gritty details of it. And we actually have a surprise for you at the end on how we will get into the nitty gritty details. But for now, we'll just talk about it at a high level. Um, so the tax advantage of a 401k. So typical 401ks or a traditional 401k is pre-tax, which means that the money that your employer takes out of your paycheck to contribute to your 401k on your behalf, um, each, each cycle, however frequent that is, um, is pre-tax, which means you do not pay tax on that income today. And that lowers your taxable income today. That means you're paying less to the IRS today. You know, you, all that money gets to go into an account and earn in, interest and income and, and dividends and, and growth tax-free for however long it's in that account. And then once you start to pull that money out at retirement, whatever age that might be, 59 and a half, 60, 70, however old you are, when you start to pull that money out, you'll only pay whatever your income rate is at that time. And so a lot of people, in theory, you're going to spend less money in retirement than you would today because you might have a family, you have kids, you have a, a mortgage to pay for, you have other expenses, student loan debts, whatever. And in theory, by the time you're in retirement age, many of those debts will be paid off. Your kids will be grown and out of the house, hopefully. <laughs> you know, A lot of the things that you're paying for today, you won't be in theory paying for in the future. Um, granted, there is still is inflation and other things that will bring your cost up, but in theory, your, your overall expenses will probably be lower just on, or the amount of things that you're paying for and, and the types of things you're paying for will be lower. So your income rate will be lower because you might need 60,000 or 70,000 or 80,000 or however much it is to pay for all your expenses now because you have a family and a mortgage and all these other things. But come retirement, it's just you and your spouse or maybe just yourself or whoever, and you only need 30,000 or 40,000 to live off of. That's nearly half or less than half. Um, so obviously your income taxes are going to be far lower. So it's better in this case to save on those taxes now by mm -hmm. putting as much as you can into this tax deferred account, this traditional 401k, and then lower your taxable income and benefit in the future by only paying taxes on the amount that you need to actually use, you know, for the future, for your expenses. 
Um, one of the reasons I love this is because there's a lot of unrealized potential with lowering your taxable income mm -hmm. today. Mm -hmm. So for my state, for Maryland, the um, state offers a 529C, which is the college savings plan match. And so if you have a taxable income under a certain level, um, both you as your spouse or however you file your taxes, so married filing jointly versus single or individual, whatever, um, as long as your income's under a certain level for those categories, you can get a quote match from the state for your 529 plan. And it's not even a match, it's more than a match. So at a certain level, you might only need to contribute $100 to get a um, $250 or a $500 match. And at, a, at another level, if you make a little bit higher income, you need to contribute $250 to get the $500 match. So between my husband and I contributing the maximum amount to our 401ks for a tax deferred, meaning traditional 401k, we were able to bring our taxable income down so much that we uh, were able to qualify for the $100 contribution to get a $500 quote match wow. <laughs> for our son's 529 plan. So we're getting an extra $400 in his 529 plan. Actually, it's extra $500, but you know, for dollar to dollar match, that extra $400 that we wouldn't have otherwise qualified for, you know? Yeah. And so there's these benefits that you can actually, you know, receive that you're not realizing. Um, there was another one too that I, I forgot the bonus, but it's just, there's, there's other things that you just don't realize that by lowering your taxable income, you might qualify for more things than you realize. Mm -hmm. And so not only are you saving on future taxes and future income, but you're, you're, you could save today on things that you might not think that you need, but at some point in the future, particularly if you have kids or a family or whatever, you might. So that's yeah. one of the things I, I love about the, the tax advantage of 401ks. I, I just feel like there is so much endless potential with your 401k, with your employer-sponsored retirement account, and the more that you are taking advantage that of taking advantage of that, the more you are lowering your income through, um, you know, through uh, lowering your taxable income rather through the tax advantage uh, benefits of a 401k. The more you're taking advantage of your employer match, the more you're taking advantage of automatic contributions, the more likely you are to become a millionaire. <laughs> so this is why we feel so strongly about 401ks. You know, we call ourselves Little Miss 401k for that exact reason, because we just feel so strongly that these are such great tools. And it's just a very underutilized tool um, for a number of reasons. But I think a lot more people could contribute a lot more to it if they really understood how your 401k works and how to invest in them. So um, that actually feels like a good segue to our challenge of the week, Steph. Yes. All right. So as you guys know from last week, we started implementing a new challenge of the week here on Wynant. So let's pull up our new challenge for this week. Here, I got it. All right. Challenge of the week, increase your 401k contribution to at least your company match. So you've heard us talk endlessly tonight about how important getting your full employer matches. So if you are not already getting your full employer match, hopefully you have an employer match. If you're not already getting your full employer match, um, 
increase your contributions to at least get that much. Um, and if you don't know how much your employer match is, reach out to your benefits administrator um, or maybe just even a colleague might know. You know, I, I think about, again, when I was 26, 27 and I didn't know what I was doing with my 401k at work, I wish I just asked one of my coworkers. I wish I wasn't afraid to just ask them. Um, you know, I'm not trying to get financial advice, but just look, those little things like what is our employer match? Or I, I wouldn't have even known to ask what an employer match was. But you know, I, I love it. I, one of my colleagues will ask me something. And I'm like, oh, do you have 20 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> 20 minutes. Here's an episode of Winance Wednesday to watch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so that's the challenge of the week. And then our level up challenge is if you are already getting your full employer match, increase your contribution by 5% um, or maybe max it out. So um, let's say your employer match is 4%, right? Um, try to see if you can actually go to 9% or just, you know, just try to increase it by whatever feels comfortable for you. There are 401k calculators out there. Um, Stephanie and I have a couple that we link to in our 401k guide, um, which if you haven't downloaded it already, go to winancefi.com slash 401k. Um, to download our 401k guide, um, because we actually link to those 401k calculators in there, and it will help you determine how much you can afford to actually contribute to your 401k. So for the level up challenge next week, if you're already getting your employer match, try to level up and get maybe do 5%, do more than that if you possibly can. Um, and let us know if you do. We want to know. We want to celebrate the wins with you. We want to celebrate your wins with you. Definitely. And I would say the 401k calculators in the guide are pretty spot on. Like I did yeah. one of them and I put in all my info and it was pretty close. It was about a penny or two away from what my current, you know, deduction and everything is. So I was like, wow, this is, this is really accurate. So again, yeah. you know, obviously take everything with a grain of salt, confirm with your, your HR and your uh, administrator, you know, if you really want to be certain, but it was pretty close from when I did my calculation. So those are That's awesome. Awesome. That's great. All right. And we have a really fun announcement, a very exciting, well, we think it's an exciting announcement. Um, so we are going to be offering our first Winance workshop. <laughs> um, yay! So we're offering our first virtual finance workshop um, and it's called building wealth through your 401k. So tonight, you know, we really just scratched the surface and um, we hope that you leave here tonight understanding why it's so important to invest in your 401k and some of the ways that you can fully, um, you know, invest in your 401k, but we want to take it a step further and we want to help you build wealth through your 401k. And so we're offering um, our first finance workshop. It's on October 22nd. Um, it starts at 7 p.m. and that's a Thursday. Um, so, you know, a little less, about three weeks away or so. And you can go to register at the link on screen, which is winancefi.com slash workshops with an S. Um, and we hope you will join us for that. You know, Stephanie and I, we love doing Winance Wednesday. We love doing our Winance nights if you've been with us for a little while. And so this is an opportunity for us to help even more people max out their potential with their 401ks and build that wealth, you guys. I mean, we talk so much about the wealth building aspect of it and the investment aspect of it, but it's really about giving yourself future financial freedom. And you do that by building wealth in your 401k or your employer-sponsored retirement account. 
Right. And the thing we realized too is kind of like how we mentioned when we both started contributing in our 401ks, we had no idea what we were doing. We had no idea what the fund options were or what half the things even meant, what the terminology was, how much you really can or can't afford. Like all of that was just this black box gray area. We had no idea what it was. And so the whole point of the workshop is to help you figure those things out. We will answer your questions about what an index fund is, what an expense ratio is, you know, what to be looking for in your provider's interface. Cause that's the thing is everybody has a different interface, whether you have Fidelity or Vanguard or ADP or, you know, all the other million 401k providers out there, you know, everyone's going to have a different interface, but there's these certain basic things that everyone's going to use certain terminology that everyone's going to use. And those are the things that you can look for. So even if you're switching from job to job or going from an old job to a new job, you know, you'll be able to transfer your 401k, roll it over or decide to roll it over to an IRA and still understand where exactly your money's going. And really, that's the only way to build wealth is to understand what your money is doing today and what your money can do in the future. And so that's mm -hmm. the goal of the workshop is to help you understand some of these basic things that people just, you know, no one's going to teach you other than us. Yeah, <laughs> you know? that's right. You're not going to learn it in school. You're not going to learn it in college. And your employer certainly isn't doing either. The, the most that your employer is doing is offering you the option of a plan and hopefully a match. That's about it. That's right. So the workshop yeah. is definitely for people who who just aren't sure where they want their money to go, who who are making an income, but they're like, I, you know, I, I want to contribute. I want to plan for my future, but I just don't know yeah. what to do. That's for you. The, the workshop was meant you. That's right. That's a really good way to say it. And, you know, I think the biggest thing is that you're going to leave feeling confident in your ability to make investment selections for yourself and you're confident in your ability, ability to um, understand your risk tolerance and, and set your allocation. How much bonds do you want? How many, how much stocks do you want in your account? Like all of those things that like, Again, nobody teaches you in school. Nobody's like holding your hand. And I always say that between our guide and this workshop, it's going to be as close to us sitting next to you at the computer, clicking the buttons with you. So you're going to leave feeling confident and empowered to make those decisions on your own. And you're going to understand what you're actually doing. Yeah. Um, you know, it's really unfortunate that employers, you know, they give you a 401k, which is great, but then they kind of leave you to figure it out on your own. Um, mm -hmm. And that's one of the key reasons why so many people um, don't take full advantage of their 401ks is that they just don't understand how they work. They don't understand the benefits to it. And a lot of times it's just very frustrating. Yeah. So if you have ever experienced any of that frustration, that confusion, um, you know you should be doing more like Stephanie said, but you just kind of don't know where to start, sign up for our uh, workshop on October 22nd. It's at, uh, on a Thursday, it's at 7 p.m. Eastern, and you can go to winancefi.com slash workshops to register for it. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of this week's Winance Wednesday. I'm always sad when the conversation is over. I know, I it goes so by much. so fast. I hope it feels it fast does. for everyone else and fun. Yes. <laughs> And thank you all so much for joining. Um, next week, we're going to be discussing why we believe everybody should be pursuing financial independence. Um, yeah. So this is, you know, uh, Stephanie and I feel so strongly about financial independence. And, um, you know, notice that we left off the RE part, the, the retire early part, because while retiring early is, is definitely a decision that, you know, some people make and some people don't. There's absolutely no reason why everybody shouldn't be trying to pursue financial independence. Yep. 
So yeah, we're going to talk about that next week. Um, no make sure you to it. That's right. No downside to it. So if you're not already, go ahead and subscribe and like to us, like us on YouTube and Instagram, or sorry, YouTube and Facebook. <laughs> used to say Instagram this. zero. All like us on, follow us. Like we are literally everywhere. everywhere. Let me tell you, we are on Facebook. We are on YouTube. We are on Instagram. We are on Twitter. What? <laughs> That's right. And I, I, we didn't actually mention this, but as of today, we also have Wine Ants Wednesday in podcast form. Yay! Oh, yeah. That's so right. You can see our, our beautiful, my blurry face where that is. Does not want to see this. Our beautiful, sultry voices. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so you can listen to us on Spotify. Um, just search for Wine Ants on Spotify. You can listen to um, the Wine Ants podcast there. And, um, you know, once again, I said this last week and I'll say it again, you know, Stephanie and I love what we do with Winance. We absolutely love sharing this information with as many people as possible. Um, it does cost money for us to, to do this. You know, it costs money to run our website. It costs money to do the live streaming and all these other things. And so if you find value in the content that we're providing to you and you want to support us liking and subscribing and sharing and telling a friend, all of those things really does help. It helps to get us monetized on YouTube faster. So go ahead and like and subscribe, um, tell a friend, and don't forget your weekly challenge. We want to hear if you're making strides in your 401k. Yes. So definitely, you know, I mean, we try to provide fun content for you. I know that some of the financial talk is not always the most entertaining thing. So we try we to, make, try to it make it fun as entertaining <laughs> as possible. If nothing else, you got a good drink recipe out of tonight. So. There you go. You get a good drink recipe. You get to hang out with your financial girlfriends and hopefully we are all going to get a little bit wealthier. So till next week, have a great evening, everyone. Thanks for joining. Thanks everyone. Bye. Bye. Thank you.